Hello everybody and welcome back to Spudcast episode 29. In today's episode I'm going to be talking about Manchester United and basically just going on a full rant about them. Uh, I am with a special guest today in Jack Caffrey who has his own pod, who has his own podcast in the post-match podcast. Jack, how are you doing? Not too bad there, how are things for yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, I've been very lazy on the uploads with the podcasts and uh, I needed to get one out today and I thought it'd be no better than get a fellow podcaster on myself. So Jack, how before we jump into the episode, how's your podcast been doing? It's been doing all right. Uh like I'm only uh five or six episodes in, but it's kinda cool, like starting something new and learning from the best retire Murphy right here. <laughs> so I uh, just following in your footsteps, man. You know what I mean? Ah oh, man, it means a lot. No, honestly, I've I've given your episodes a listen and I keep them up. I love the I love the way you cover all sports as well. Like it's not just one sports based like i know you're obviously big into the sporting and all but i love the way you're covering all different sorts of sports like the six nations the rugby some boxing i love all that so now just keep it up keep it up anyways let's jump into the episode so i want to start off with obviously i know it's a bit late but let's jump straight into the liverpool game from obviously last sunday where we got battered 7-0 and it was pretty embarrassing i want to just get your views on what did you think Oh, like, going into that game, I, I don't know about you, but I was absolutely filled with confidence. Like, I think every United fan was, but just losing 7-0, like, I just actually could not believe it. it it's just a freak result, like, and it's kind of, I like, it, it's just, it's so out, of the, so out of the blue. Like, 7-0, it's just mad to me, like, it's unreal. Did you have a bit of a feeling maybe we would have lost 7-0? I, I'm sorry, I don't mean 7-0, but did you have a feeling in the back of your mind that any time... Because I kind of said to myself, I have a feeling we might maybe get a draw here. Do you ever think we, I, I didn't think we are going to lose, but <clears throat> I had a feeling there might have been a bit of an upset. Because obviously, look, we've we've played there 10 times and only scored two goals. And the aggregate over those 10 games is 36-2, <laughs> which is uh, pretty, pretty bad. And... I always had it in the back of my mind that Liverpool, you know, Liverpool at home, Anfield's a very tough place to go to. I always had something in the back of my mind that we might have lost. What about you? Yeah, no, I was very similar thinking to what you had. Um, going to Anfield is like one of the hardest places to actually go in the whole Premier League. Uh, Liverpool are always, like, no matter how bad Liverpool are in, like, in, like no matter how bad of form they're in, they always seem to perform well at Anfield. I don't know what it is. Things just the crowd, they get behind them. But... Yeah, in the back of my mind, I thought, like, I actually said, I said it before the game started, I was like, I think we get out of this game, maybe like a one-all draw, maybe two win, two-one win. And just, like, seeing each goal going in, like, we just absolutely fell apart. Like, our midfield was non-existent. Uh, like, oh, it's just shocking, like, an all-round shocking, like, performance from United. And you got to give credit to Liverpool. Like, they played absolutely incredibly, like, Gakpo, I say Gakpo hadn't been doing that well recently, and he just kind of shone that game. He did very well. So did Darwin Nunes, and like Salah obviously scored a banger. Like, like the whole Liverpool team as collective played very well, and you know they were just terrible. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Wasn't one good player in that match for United. There was no signs of anyone. You know, it was like and Bruno Fernandes. I actually want to jump onto him really quickly now. I, I think he's been absolutely brilliant in the last. He's absolutely been brilliant this season, but. He had a disgraceful performance, though. I mean, you know, he was pushing the, just the officials on the sideline. He was diving. He was giving out for, over everything. And then he asked to be substituted off in the 80th minute. And he was annoyed that he wasn't. So I thought that was really embarrassing from him. I also thought that 
Luke Shaw embarrassed himself as well with how poor his defending was, I thought. Uh, I thought Casemiro was very poor. And how good Casemiro has been. Casemiro has brilliant, been brilliant this season, but he was poor. I thought Rashford, he was good. I thought Veghorz looked alright. I thought Anthony... I thought, actually, to be fair, now I thought Anthony was our best player. I know that sounds a bit weird, but I thought he was actually... He was he looked most likely to go and score a goal and he was winding up Robertson and the um and the the Liverpool fans obviously but what did you think of Bruno's performance did you think it was quite disgraceful from a captain I thought it was very disgraceful because as a captain you're meant to lead by example obviously Harry Maguire had the armband before Bruno did and uh Bruno's kind of stood up um in recent in, in recent times this season obviously He's done well, and as a captain, I thought he was fit for the job, and he was up until last weekend. Where, like, you like, no matter where you are in the team, whether you're like on the bench coming on, and you're on the pitch, whether you're captain, it doesn't matter. You don't ask to get subbed off. Like that just proves you're not playing for your team. You're playing for yourself because you know how bad you're playing. You want to get taken off, and like that's not leading by example. Like I thought, maybe he might have been stripped from the. He might have been stripped of the captain's armband and maybe handed over to Maguire or someone else, or like the Haya or something. But uh, Ten Hag stuck with him and he kind of stood with him, even though he was like in the depths of like you know not wanting to or like not really showing leadership. But yeah, it was very poor from him, like in my opinion, like very very bad. Yeah, no, look, it was very very poor from Bruno, and obviously look. There was obviously there was you know he was he had a right to be annoyed in the match but you know I saw when uh, I think it's I think there was one part in the match where one Liverpool player got by I don't know who it was they skilled they they got by Bruno and he just gave up completely and I just he I saw I saw him you know I saw him drop his head and I was like you cannot be doing that in professional football especially against your biggest rivals I mean it, it's embarrassing enough losing seven nil to your biggest rivals away. But giving up as well after 7-0, it's just so poor. But what I want to go back to is the, obviously the captaincy. Obviously, look, we know Harry Maguire isn't the captain of the club anymore. But I tell you one thing, whether Maguire, whether, what you want to think about Maguire, how bad he is or how good he is, if he was the captain in that team, you, you wouldn't see him storming off with his, you know, throwing his hands in the air or asking to be substituted off. He would, and I, look, I know he's not the best player and I know he's been embarrassing himself, but he does play for the badge, you have to admit yeah, no, I get you. Like he's been, he's probably been through the most abuse out of the whole United squad. Like, do you remember the form that he had where he wasn't playing up to his best, and people were saying like, "Why do we buy this player for eighty odd million? Waste some money, like get him out of the club. Like, why is he captain all this?" He played through all that, and he's kind of firmed it, and he's got through it, and now he's kind of like, you know, coming off the bench, kind of finding his form a little bit. Like, obviously not to a high extent, but he's playing all right, and uh, like for Bruno to just. Do that, like, and like I saw the clip of him pushing the assistant uh, referee on the on the sideline, like the lines when I'm in. Um, I just thought, like, like you can't get frustrated. Like, if you're losing a game by loads, there's not much you could do. You just have to like play it out and just get through it and just focus on the next game, the next week or whatever. Like, work on it, training, and I just thought, like, you know, I just lost their whole mentality. That like the the, the mentality that uh, Ericsson Agus brought in over the past season has brought United wonders, like games like we've won games we've come back from games we've done amazing but United everyone's head just dropped last week and it was just it's embarrassing to watch like it's really bad to watch as a United fan yeah but what I can't wrap my head around is how and why we performed so badly in that match because 
we were brilliant. You know, we we'd beaten Barcelona in the last thirty two of the Europa League. We were, you know, we were coming off really good form. Obviously, Rashford hasn't been brilliant form, and it's, it's not as if we had many injuries. I mean, I know we had Martial. You know, he's not been. He's obviously been injured, but. You know, we, ha- we had players fit for this match. And what I don't understand is what happened during the match. Unless maybe it's Man United. Obviously, they, they don't, they've they struggled to win at Anfield. But what I can't quite understand is how you concede seven goals when your team, when the team, when Man United have probably been one of the most informed teams in the world. So I still can't, you know, wrap my head around what happened. Maybe it was a lack of discipline on the pitch. Maybe it was, maybe it's, been built into them that or maybe it's something still in those some of those players that you know they feel very i don't know uh the, the memories of anfield of maybe in the past obviously last season we lost 4-0 maybe it's the, the crowd in anfield how close look now anfield is a very narrow stadium maybe it's the fans but look if you're a professional footballer you're gonna have to deal with the abuse you know what i mean i heard them chanting you know luke shaw so fat and all but i mean you have to be able to get through that abuse you know and i don't know i don't i don't know i don't understand what happened do you yeah, yeah, they they can't they can't use any excuses really. Like they have to just own up that they played shockingly, and they have to like they've apologised to the fans like and like yeah, they just have to take accountability and just take on the chin and move move on because there will always be results that won't go our way. But last week was just a freak result. Like I thought Liverpool were back, and then they go and lose to Bournemouth one 0 yesterday, which is absolutely nuts. Like they go from beating United seven 0 to to losing one 0 to a team which they beat nine 0 was it? Eight yeah, nil? yeah, nine nil. Nine nil, like that's that's crazy, and they nearly had like I think it was their full, a full strength team or close to it. So like this season's mad. Like it's there's so much ups and downs. Like you don't know what's coming around the corner, but like I think it was just a bit of a wake up call for United because we were kind of like on the up for ages, and like I think we were just kind of brought down to earth and a bit humbled last week by Liverpool, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but there has been a bit of a pattern as well. You know, obviously the four 0 loss to Brentford, the six three loss to City. There's been a lot of goals conceded with United. Look, I know we haven't obviously conceded as much as we did last season, but I think against the big teams, I still think we've been brilliant. But I think against City, I think I mean you can't concede six goals to City and seven goals to Liverpool and then four goals to Brentford. I mean that's seventeen goals in three matches. That's not good enough. But look, I think we have to move on from this result. And you know, obviously last week's result was poor, and then obviously. I want to talk a bit now about the Southampton game, which was, I watched the highlights, and I, I don't know, I, 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 I actually thought we played quite well, but obviously look, the Casemiro red card, it's an interesting one to talk about, I thought the refereeing from Anthony Taylor was absolutely disgraceful, and I want to hear your you know insight on that red card, is it a red card or not? Uh, I think... Oh, it's a tough one because as a United fan, we're always going to say it's not a red card. Like, no way, no way. But if you look at it from a neutral perspective, he got the ball. He, he got the ball initially. He, he touched the ball, but the follow-through studs up into the leg of a Southampton player is what probably made Anthony Taylor uh, give the red to Casemiro because if the studs are down and he wins the ball cleanly, like he goes straight through the ball, he kind of he kind of went over like the top of the ball which is very unfortunate and then the studs went obviously straight into his leg so it was harsh but I think it, I think it was a red Eve, oh it kind of pains me to say it and now he's out for four four matches and like as a United fan looking at the four games ahead like no matter who it is we're playing Casemiro's the rock in the United team in the, in the middle of the in the middle of the park like he's the distributor he, he's the box to box midfielder he he runs the United team 
and now that we're without him like we saw what happened when we faced Leeds we were rocky and now four games without him like oh it's actually like I'm actually like scared like for the next few games and how they're gonna like turn out for us no I completely agree I mean I think the red card I, I think the red card was I think it was harsh but I think the when you go in with your studs up I think there's always a risk of injuring the player and look he obviously he doesn't intend to do it I mean, I, I mean VAR is disgraceful but I think they did just get that call right I mean it's still debatable it's still a 50-50 he wins the ball but it's the way his it's stud goes into the player's sheen so it's always going to be in favour of the player who's obviously gone down injured. But I just want to talk about some of the penalty claims. And I want to talk about... about first, I want to talk about, about Casemiro and how... Obviously, look, those four games are against Fulham, Brentford, Everton and uh, I think Forest. They're therefore tough games. Or sorry, it's sorry, not Forest, it's Newcastle. I mean, they're, they are four very tough games. And I mean, we've obviously got the three league games and then we've obviously got Fulham in the cup. So I think what we'd want, obviously, is to win all those three games. Do I see us winning those three games without Casemiro? No. Do I see us winning two, possibly two out of the three in the league? Yes. I think, I think out of all those te- teams, I think obviously we've got the two home games against Brentford and Everton, and then we've obviously got the away game against Newcastle is, is where I definitely see us, you know, losing points. I do think us, I do see us beating uh, Fulham in the cup, though. Definitely do. But look, four tough games coming up, and then. Obviously, look, the, some of the penalty claims I thought were disgraceful, especially, did, did you see the Vekors handball where the defender slips onto the ball and blocks it from going to Vekors? No, I actually didn't. Was it, like, apparent? Like, was it clear? Oh, I mean, it, it was pretty clear. Like, he slips on the ball. So, basically, Vekors was running in and the defender slips, but it's the way he's, his hand then comes out and blocks the ball then. You know, he slips on the ball to stop oh, it from Vekors. Okay. Yeah. So, look... Another poor decision. Obviously, there was another one on Bruno, where Bruno just got cleaned out by the defender from back, from behind, which is obviously uh, another penalty. And then the Garnacho one, which is really interesting because Kyle Walker Peters made a challenge on Garnacho, which could have been a penalty, and it was actually worse of a challenge than it was a worse outcome for uh, Garnacho than it was for the Southampton player because Garnacho's obviously gone off injured now in crutches, and you know. Where's the consistency, you know what I mean? Yeah, actually, Anthony Taylor, he's been known, like, he's known as a referee that's, has, that's made some very controversial decisions in the past. Like, he's not seen as, like, a top, like he's a top-tier ref, plays, he's a ref in the Premier League, but he's known for dodgy decisions. And for United today, I just thought he, like, I don't know, he just, he has, he has something against us. Like, I'm, I'm not making excuses that we drew to Southampton, but some of the decisions are very questionable. Yeah, and you know what you should do after this? You you should go on to uh, you should go on to YouTube and look up the Chelsea v Leicester Arsenal. game, Leicester Leicester game, and uh, you'll see him. Some of the tackles in that match, he let go, didn't even book any of the players. But look, it's the inconsistency of VAR and refereeing. But look, moving on from the Leicester game, um, where do you see United now from now to the rest of the season? Obviously, look. But no, Casemiro is going to be tough. But I mean, I think we'll still bounce back. Where do you see us finishing? Where do you see us kind of? Do you think we're going to win another trophy? Uh, okay, so like we have the Carabao Cup under our belt. Um, we have it's Carabao Cup, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The FA Cup. We have Fulham, and I think Fulham's a very winnable game. Uh, 
we go into that if we get hopefully we win that game um, progressing that cup uh, Europa League that is a winnable trophy I don't know whether we'll win it or not hopefully we do uh, it'd be nice to maybe do the double or the triple this season quadruple I think is like the window with the Premier League because we're now I don't know how many points behind Arsenal like we're well behind them I don't see us win the league uh, but we're sitting third now and we have a game in hand on Arsenal and City uh, 16 points now behind Arsenal like it, I think with Tottenham behind us Tottenham are shocking at the moment they're probably in the worst form like out of anyone in the in the top six right now uh, Newcastle as well behind us too Liverpool creeping into uh, conference league spots or sorry Europa league spot I think we'll finish I hope we'll finish top four I think we'll finish fourth um, I think Newcastle might creep up on us but without Casemiro for the next few games we'll be rough like I think like out of the next four games we have or the next three league games, I think we will be getting, I'd say we'll be lucky if we get one or two draws, one or two wins out of that and we'll possibly draw the others um, or lose them. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we lose them because without Casemiro, we're, we drop so many levels. It's mad. But yeah, in the league, I think we'll finish, um, I think we'll finish fourth. What about you there? I think we've got top four scared. I think we've just got enough points and I think we've got enough games in hand you know I think we've got not not, not games in hand I mean I think we've got a, an, you would say if, if we had Casemiro you would have said it would be a nice run up until we face Spurs and Chelsea but obviously it's going to be tough I think the Europa League is definitely we're, st- we're definitely still in the Europa League I mean, we're 4-1 up against Real Betis in the first leg so I think I could see us winning the Europa League the the FA Cup I mean we're still in with a shout there obviously the Premier League is gone we're 16 points behind Arsenal, I think. Were you saying that? Yeah, 16, yeah. Yeah, so 16 is really difficult to uh, overturn, and I can't see City or them dropping, City or Arsenal dropping points, and especially with the form Arsenal are in at the moment. And, no, I think, I think we'll finish top four, but I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough four games without Casemiro. And look, Eriksen is expected to be back by the end of this month or the start of April. He's obviously been a big loss himself. And... Kind of before I wrap up this kind of United section and kind of wrap up the podcast, I want to talk to you about Anthony. And I've seen positive signs from him in the last three games at least. I thought, obviously he scored that worldly against um, Real Betis. Obviously I didn't see him much today. I saw a bit of link play with him, him and Sancho today, which looked good. I just want to get your opinion on him. What have you thought about him since kind of, kind of just in the last three games? What have you thought? I think he's become way more comfortable. Like he's starting ahead of Sancho now, which which he'll be looking at as Ten Hag has confidence in him. And I think that'll fill him with confidence to go out there and perform, which he has been doing. Uh, you know, he's... Like, when he first came to United, like, he scored in his debut against Arsenal. And he was more... Like, everyone kind of saw him as, like, a skilled player, like, a very skillful, um, technical player that's uh, very good in the ball. And he never really... Like, he'd always kind of just show off or whatever when he was on the ball and, like, not really do much with it. But... Over the past few games, I think he's begun to link up more with uh, United players and become like more or like less selfish on the ball. And he has had moments of magic, like against Betis, where he scored uh, that screamer from outside the box and he just banged the top ins. Uh, but yeah, now it's promising signs from Anthony. Like hopefully we see this more in the next few games because we'll need him to stand out and perform him with like up there with like Fairhorse and Rashford. Uh, 
up in that United front three. And uh, yeah, long may this last. Like, hopefully he doesn't drop in form. Hopefully he doesn't get injured. Like, obviously wouldn't want that. Uh, but yeah, he's been doing well recently, and hopefully this lasts for the next while. No, I completely agree. I think, but I, th- I think he still has a lot to work on. I mean, he has to work on that right foot. He's the probably the one most one-footed winger I've ever seen in my life, and he's also his end product is atrocious sometimes. I think he needs to work on that, and I also think he needs to work on running into space. You know, you know, he gets. I go obviously look he he'll be the fullback nine times out of ten because he's obviously got the tech he's techy enough to do it but he he ball rolls for too long and then you know what I mean he's still got stuff to improve on but that left foot is world class but he for you want for a hundred you want for your hundred pound million winger um you want them you know you want them to be a, to be two footed you know what I mean. Yeah, you want him to be all rounded, and like you're right, there is points where he like does take too much out of the ball and gets dispossessed. But uh, we're starting to see, starting to see less of that, and like you're right with the runs, like you, you don't you don't really see him like runs in behind like the likes of Rashford would because Rashford is like a, a counter attack minded player, and he he's a goal scoring player, so he knows like he needs to make runs in behind to get fed the ball, and like Vekhorst has dropped into that more like central roles like kind of like a centre forward but he kind of drops back and like holds up the ball either holds up the ball or plays the ball out plays the ball through to Rashford like whoever's gone forward but uh, Anthony needs to kind of like learn from Rashford and like make those diagonal runs where he can get fed the ball over the top or like on the ground behind the defensive line <clears throat> yeah no I completely agree Um, yeah no look he's still got a bit to improve on but he's you know he's been looking better in the last few games anyways that's gonna wrap up the podcast jack um thanks for coming on of course like any time it's great chat you know and look best of luck with your podcast thanks a minute cheers and and, and same with yourself thanks a minute all right thanks for listening guys